Andrew, you know, I really want to meet someone, you know. I'd like it if she was Greek. Definitely, she's got to be Greek because I just love Greece. And she's got to know how to sail because I want to sail through the Greek islands. Preferably if she came from Santorini, from my dad's village at Borea, that would be perfect. And she's got to be fit because I love training. And she's got to know how to cook all the Greek meals because I just, I love Greek food. So she's got to know how to, you know, cook well. And she's got to be a millionaire. Definitely that would help. So we could buy like a really big, nice boat. And, and I'm your fairy matchmaker. Susan? Hey guys, Nick Drossos. Dr. Andrew Steinberg. And welcome to another episode of... Have the balls to talk about it. And this week, we have Susan Alper, matchmaker and lifestyle coach. That's welcome. correct. Susan, thank you for coming on. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm excited. So, where do we start? Well, first start by telling us what you do. Okay, so um, I'm a lifestyle matchmaker, which um, the reason I call myself a lifestyle matchmaker is a lot of people have matchmaking as a dating service. I'm not a dating service. I do people's whole life. So for instance, if someone comes to me and you know they went through a bad divorce, they, they need a lot more coaching as opposed to just fixing them up on, you know, with somebody. Um, somebody comes and is a little bit, you know, their personality after getting to kind of know them, their personality and the way they look are two different people. So we've got to do a little bit of a tweak on their, their you know, who are you? Are you that person or are you that person? And you know? how did you get into this? How okay. Did you start? Oh, okay. This is, this is a, a funny no story. No one's ever asked you this before. Everybody's asked me this. Okay. So what happened was, as I was growing up, I, um, I was always into, I love people. I don't judge people. I, I, I had friends like all types of religions, all types of shapes, sizes. Like, I just love people. So what happened was I just, I was always the type of person, like if someone came to school and was new, I always included them. I never wanted to see anybody being left out. And maybe it's cause like, you know, back in the day, my parents were one of the first to get divorced, you know, and I felt that loneliness, you know what I mean? As a child, you, you, you could have used her in high school. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> the stigma, you know, back in those days, they used to call you the, um, uh, the broken home, mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of making, yeah. And back then it was like today, I think in my son's class, like 50 or 80% are divorced. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. If so you're married, it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So each kid has somebody to kind of talk to when they're going through it. In my day, there was really not because it was one in every 10. And the fact that my mother was That's the divorce, divorce rate from one in 10 to one in two today, like today, no, back then was like one in 10 in my, my classroom. There's only maybe two people right. divorced today that like it's opposite, right. you know what I mean? So what happened was is you don't really have that many people to talk to. You can't really relate to it. You feel, you feel like an outcast, you know, and, and people, and you know, at times parents gave us, you know, the, mm -hmm. the title, the broken family, the, the children weren't allowed to play with mm -hmm. us. So that's pretty lonely, wow. you know? And yeah. And then as I got a little bit older and started to have some friends and, you know, mingle, I kind of like start to like always bring people together. Very, very young age. I always made parties in my house. Like, I, and then I got into my teens. I used to make uh, brunch parties at my house on Sundays. Like people weren't doing this. Then I got into um, uh, clubs downtown. Those days we called it discos. And I used to, on a Tuesday night, I could pack up the place and I used to order in food. Okay. I mean, that's today, you, you right? Like, right? Then bring people I always, together. Yeah, that, that because, was your thing. Yeah, because I knew people <coughs> wanted to come together and meet. So people would meet and, you know, and I'd introduce people. 
And then later on in my, probably my 20s, I started to match people, my friends, you know, and friends I knew and people I knew. So you started as well in your, in your 20s? No, I, I, had, business, no, no, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't do as a, I didn't do any of this Just as a business. Just having fun I did, I, I was a promoter. I didn't do it as a business. I did events. I was an, an event planner. I just did this part of my everyday life. Obviously, I didn't know there was, you could make this into a financial business till later on in life. So throughout my life, I was in menswear, I was in women's wear, I was in the steel business, I was in the packaging business. So I was always around men. Okay. And I always had a lot of girlfriends. Okay. And um, for some reason, I just was always fixing people up and people got married or they got coaching or I would tell, you know, I tell a friend the truth. Was you know? this as a business or you were no, no, just no, doing this it? Was, this was just, a, yeah, yeah, this was all fun <laughs> and dandy. I mean, yeah. till, and then, and, 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 and so I, and then I was working in a, when I was working around men all the time, I saw like things that we hear about today, like a Me Too movement, right? Okay. Back in, way back. And, you know, a lot of times the women would come tell me that they're going to go tell the wife. And I'm like, you can't go tell the wife. I mean, you're- You know about cheating? Yeah. Okay. Like, because they get mad, right? Okay. So like the Me Too is always there, but people don't realize that sometimes it's, you know, what I, what I saw when I was working with men, I saw the women misbehave or want to go and squeal on them. And there was nobody to protect them yeah. except me. Yeah, so true. a lot of times I had, I had to do the coaching in the office, which, you know, so I kind of learned it just by fluke. Coaching the men. Well, no, coaching men and coaching the women. Like saying, so, you know. So you so get kinda, both sides when you're working with them. Of course. Okay. You know, like when you're, in, when you're in an office and you see a woman tells you, you know, she's, she's with the boss and you're like, you know, this is not good. You know, I was honest with her. It's not going anywhere and you're going to get yourself into trouble. Then you have the other ones who are saying, well, you know what? I could go and I could call his wife. Why would you call his wife? Why would you destroy someone's life? You know, so when I see all this happening, it's, it's two sides to a story. You know, like when people say, well, I, you know, you meet somebody and you sleep with them on the first night, right? I mean, you both sleep together. You're yeah. both adults. Yeah. So why is it? Why is it? What like he right, raped me? Right. Yeah. Well, maybe you raped him. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're, do you, you must get a lot of heat for saying something like that, do you? Um, no, you no, know, because it's reality. You so, it, listen. It, we're if we're going to be, we want equality. Yeah. Somebody's got to stand up for it. Yeah. You mm -hmm. can't just say, "Oh, I want, I want to be getting the same salary as a man, and I want this as a man, but I'm not going to give in." Well. Okay. You could say that, but we can't say but we can. that. No, you can't if say we, anything. If we were to say that, no, no, you can't we, we'd be... A hundred percent, and that's know. why I feel like I'm the voice behind you, because mm -hmm. you can't say it. You can't do the things that I could do. Like, when I was in an office and I sat down with the, you know, with the girl and I said, you know, who, you can't call his wife and tell you. You're involved. Yeah, but he should... But you did it. Right. Someone so, has to tell them the reality. You did it. So as a matchmaker, how yeah. did... So, so, okay. so, 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 yeah, so now, yeah, yeah, okay, so, we're, so, yeah, so this is all coming into yeah. how I became the matchmaker. So in 2006, I, um, I, re I realized in 2000, I lost my mother, she passed away. My mother was a really strong woman in a man's world and very respected, okay? I saw my mother being ter tormented by women because she was always very good with men, you know? And she passed away young. And then my job, the company I was working for, had a merger and there was a lot of conflict because I kind of put the company into bankruptcy because I took all their clients. So they destroyed me. I got sick from it. And at this point... Physically sick? Yeah. Emotionally sick? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I decided 
lying in a hospital bed, you know, when a, the doctor, which I knew long time, I was going to find him his wife, which I did. <laughs> that's, awesome. that, that's good karma. <laughs> and then after that, I realized, you know, I'm, he's, you know, they told me I couldn't work for a year. And I'm a worker. I'm, I've always been a worker. I've been working. I've always taken care of myself. I, I, to me, this was going to kill me. So lying in a hospital bed, I said, you know, I, I just want to get out of here. You know, and, and I remember leaving the hospital and buying a book called My Life's Purpose. And I read it that day like four or five times, you know, and it hit me. Like, I know I'm sick. I know, like, I really shouldn't be, I should be, you know, I, have, I got a letter saying I take a year off. And that's when it hit me. You know, they say, look at the, your life's recipe. Everything from the past is, 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 training. is training. It was training. Everything every, you did was training. Every single bullet I took, yeah, every hit, awesome. every fight, I got it. So it hit me that, wait a second, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to go back to working for anybody. I'm not well, but I want to fight. And wow. so I prayed and there I went. And, and I just started to, I, I, you had to build the, I know. First I started to do the events. And I did a lot in the, with the gay community. Event, but as an event planner? No, no, more like events, like promoting, back to what I used to do. Like, like, was like, it matchmaking? No. It just was, events? Just events, like, like promoting, getting people out. Okay. Into, you know, and most of it was in the gay village. And um, I worked a lot with the gay guys. And, and I helped a lot of guys come out. I helped a lot of girls come out. But then I realized, you know, every time there was a, a, a party or something, there was a, a, a lack of people meeting. You know, there's something I would hear your like your side of the story, and then I hear her side of the story. And I'm thinking like, this is a good match. And then you know, I start to think about well, if I could put everything <coughs> into a business, so wow. people thought I was crazy, absolutely. Because back then it wasn't big, right? Were, well, were you? One well, of the, yeah, I was one. Of, I will. I was one of the first ones. I was one time? of the first ones, but but I I knew people didn't need a date, you know, especially like when you're helping people come out or having issues. They, they need more. Hmm. So the first year I was doing a lot of this mingling, meeting people, whatever. And after a year, I, I, I turned to my, my partner um, and I said, you know, I see something big. Oh, actually, I, yeah. And he said, well, I believe that. I, I saw you for a year, the way you could talk to a waitress, to a waiter and make them like you could see right through their issue and then just say to them, so, you know, there's hope, there's whatever, whatever it is, you, I've seen you, I've seen you talk to homeless people in the street and get them back up and, and find them a job. Like you have a gift, yeah, it's a use gift. it, it's a gift. use it. You, so I called up all my, you know, people that I but, knew. But that, that could have been translated also into a, a life coach for yeah. anything, not necessarily dating, Yeah, yeah, right? but because I, I love, same skill. You know, <coughs> but I knew there was like people, there's a loneliness, right. especially with, you know, as online was happening. I saw there was more of a loneliness right. compared to my days. So you, you, you actually saw the, the, the matchmaking you do and then go yeah. to the online dating, that transfer. Oh, of... well, we'll get into that because that's, that's a real big change right now. But when I first started, so I called up people that I knew that I had matched, them, you know, and I asked them for a testimony because I was going to build a website, which wow. was good. And then I just. What year was this? How many years ago? Uh, 2007. Wow. Yeah. So okay. then what I did is I called, like, because I was a salesperson, you know, always working around men, I called up a lot of guys I knew that got divorced. Like, and I said, hey, you know, I'm starting this business. They're like, I'm in. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you know, you always said you could deliver this, and you delivered it on time. So why could you get me my perfect woman? 
So that's really how it is. But think about how much they must have trusted that, you to that's say it. that. The that, trust. That means your yes. word back then yes. meant something and you yes. were consistent with everything you yes. did. That's... Yes. And, and listen, <clears throat> when you work around men and, you're, and you know a lot of things that go on and you don't talk and you never talk, they, the, the rumor gets around that you could trust her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when someone trusts you, they trust you. I mean, and people know that I won't betray people's trust. And so that was in 2007. I started doing the event, 2007. And then I went to see this top psychiatrist, just for fun, like just to throw. And he just kept saying to me when I told him about my life, my whole life, that I, and he said, people like you don't, don't, don't come through like this. You're not into drugs, you're not into <coughs> alcohol, you're not into prostitution. And yet you had a life that most people end up, and you want to go out and help people? He, he kept repeating, I mentor you, I mentor you. And I'm like, this is the top psychiatrist mentoring me. And three weeks later, he passed away just by wow. fluke. And I really believe that he, he watches over me. Wow. Yeah, that the connection is all, ha- everything happened. And yeah, and so, so then I said, so I told my partner, you know, should I call it matchmaking? He says, yeah, call it matchmaker. Still had a stigma. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I don't need a matchmaker. You know, why would Were I you need... the only one in Montreal at that point? Because I, when you hear yeah. matchmaker, at least in our community, you think of this old Jewish lady That's saying, yeah. come, come, meet, my, come <laughs> meet my boy. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's going to be a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what happened. I had a, there was another woman in Toronto that was doing that. And, and this girl from Toronto, very wealthy family, they hired this match. And she cried when she saw this matchmaker show up. She's this old lady, yeah. like missing teeth. And she's thinking, like, this is going to find from, me. From and Fiddler then, on the Roof. Yeah. <laughs> and then she heard about me and she hired me, you know? So, you know, there's like something, there was a, there's not this, like, again, it's stigma. It's stigma yeah. back to, oh, I don't need a matchmaker. Right. I could do it on my own. Now, fast forward, we're going into, you know, 2019. Yeah. Now I'm starting to see that people are, and, and there was a time when people <coughs> said to me, you know, Susan, it's, there's online dating, they're swiping yeah. and they're doing, and you're, you know, your business is going to fall apart. I said, no, my business may go into a, a little bit of a, a, of a, what do you call it? A, st- um, a, st- a st- um, standpoint, yeah. you know, for a little bit, it was, it was a little like bit plateau, plateau a little bit. It was up and down. It wasn't as easy. And then boom, I said, no, I'm going to hold on because online dating is going to open up people's eyes to say, to, to, there yeah, has I to agree. be something else out Absolutely. there. There's yeah. something wrong, you know, when hook up or, I mean, yeah, I get this hook up. I haven't been on it yet for that reason alone. I don't want to, number one, I want to put my face, my personal stuff. Yeah. You don't really know privacy. who's there, who's watching. No. I don't want to do that, but I know friends who did yeah. and who are on it, they're, you know, they're going there to hook up and the girls are like, you know, I'll meet you here. I'll meet you. It's, and again, it depends on what you're looking for. I know for me, I haven't done it because that's not what I'm looking for. Right. But I think it confuses some men because some men are going in this with, oh, I'm going to meet somebody online. It could happen. But I, I think that. But it's, fa- it's, it's almost like fast food dating. Yeah, it's fast not, food you know, dating. It's not, yeah, it's it's not it, like going to a, a nice restaurant. It's exactly. like going to a McDonald's drive through which leads me to my question about yeah. what, what is the process? Yeah. What is, you know, uh, Nick here, he's single, yeah. he's, he's divorced, single. he's, he's single. <laughs> Perfect. I, I've been through it all. <laughs> Please call Susan, one. help me. But what's the process? He calls you and... But that's the thing I, I, I get, like, not, I get upset about when people are, oh, I need your help. You know, it's not that you need my help. There's, there's nothing wrong with people. Yeah. The, the issue is, 
for coming to, it's like giving me, like you're working hard, you have, you know, if you're divorced, you have, you have a split custody, so you're busy with your kid. I'm just there to help you, whatever it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have the, t you don't want to just like, bring anybody home. So what's home. the process? We, we no, no, but you don't want to bring anybody home to your son. That's, that's it. That's I, the killer. When I, you have kids. Yeah. This all, I mean, I hear horror stories every single day. I mean, I just heard one guy tell me last week, I met a girl and she told me like after two, three dates, you know, I have a boyfriend, but he doesn't like to French kiss me. So he's okay if I go out and meet another guy and French kiss like, right. And I said to him, and you want to keep doing online dating? I mean, oh, this would wow. freak me out. Yeah, absolutely. A huge red flag. If you're oh, my like... God. And then another guy told me that he, you know, he slept with a girl. And the reason he's staying with her now, because he's afraid of the Me Too movement, that she's going to go on Facebook and destroy his whole reputation. Wow. So he, now you're, you're wasting your time with this girl that you slept with on the first night. And you don't, you can't. You don't want to break up with her because you're afraid she's going to go onto Facebook and. I have a great question for you. Yeah. Wait, I want, you. I want, wait, I want wait, to wait. talk about the process. Like, wait, wait. You know, Nick calls you up. Yeah, I call you up right now, okay? Yeah. And which kind of ties in my question. So I call you up and yeah. we kind of spoke a little better. I'm busy. I work a lot of my son on the weekends. Yeah. Wait, what happens? You meet him. You talk to him. What's oh, hundred percent. I do. First of all, I do a consultation. So in my consultation, um, we talk about your needs your past, you know, I look at, I listen to you carefully, what you're saying. So if there's things that you're telling me that you want, and I don't feel it's in your lifestyle, I'll, I'll discuss this with you. Okay. Because that's what a lifestyle coach is supposed to do. I'm not, you but know you, I mean? you must see through what they're saying also and probe a little bit in the right direction. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if, if, if someone comes in and they're, let's say a doctor, okay, you know that a doctor has on call, yeah. he's got. He could be called in the middle of the night. He could be called on weekends. <coughs> um, he has all kinds of different hours. He could work late. He, you know. So you have to make sure that he knows that he can't be with somebody so needy. Yeah, good point. Do you understand? And that's really important because you know everybody wants. Oh, I want a beautiful woman. Yeah, okay, that's great. But you know, beautiful woman, and you know. And what and, else? Yeah. And what else? You yeah. want? I want to get you the package. Right. Otherwise, the package that meets you. That's right. Because his package that, is different right. than that's my package. That's right. Your, your lifestyle is very different than his yeah. lifestyle. So you have to go. That's the first thing. So if some guy says, well, I just want her, you know, I don't want her to work. Okay, but why? Like, that's another thing. Why would you not want the person to work? You get that? Medicine? Well, yeah, it, because that person's really needy. Okay. So, so, it, so today, the real message is I need somebody to take care of me. Right. So yeah. the, the women today are not looking to take care of men. That's the thing. It's a very different time. So you have to be really careful. I think the men today are not looking, looking to take care of the woman also. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's, but that's what most, we, but that's what we want. want a partner, a yeah, you would want a partner. That's what yeah. I always say. You want yeah. a partner. Mm. You want somebody that could, you know, you don't want to be a cheerleader and, you know, the person's always down. You have to yeah. cheer them oh, up. That's yeah. a, that's a full-time draining job. Yeah, job. yeah. yeah draining. Do you understand? It's yeah. draining. So you want a partner. You want somebody, it's like a seesaw, you know, you want to be up, down, you, and then balance, great, up, down, you know. Like, do, you, do you help the couples as well? Like if, if, if the two couples, you bring two people together, you see there's love or something, but they're really not communicating. Is part of your job as well to get in there and help them? Okay. Not <clears throat> right at the beginning, for instance, on the, let's say they go on the first date and I get feedback and it sounds as if there was a, a lack of communication somewhere. Yeah. Do you understand? Which online doesn't do that for you. You're right. Here, like I had, a, I had an example. I fixed up a couple. She was from, an, from the U.S. He was from Canada. And her girlfriend 
didn't want her to go on a second date with this guy. So she found a way to call this guy dumb and all kinds of crazy nonsense. So had I not followed up to ask her how the date went, she would have never gone out with this guy again because her girlfriend didn't want to be alone. Do you understand? She didn't want her to find the great guy. So that's where I came in and I said to her, listen, let me tell you, if I call your girlfriend today, trust me, she's going out with him tomorrow night. Wow. Yeah, and I made it clear. And when, it, anyways, they, they, they're married today, and that girl never spoke to her after that. Okay, so you meet the person, yeah. you evaluate, you. Yeah, you I mean, I, I, and, I want you to feel comfortable. Then, I think this is how what? I talk. I don't, I don't, I don't judge. Yeah. I don't say, you know, you know, I don't like your shoes, and I don't, I don't insult people. Yeah. If anything, I want us to, to you know, yeah. to, to, to be eye to eye and comfortable and. And that's the relationship I get with the men is that what's the next step? The next, so after that is, okay, you decide after we, you know, we could be together for an hour, we could be together two hours, three hours, whatever it is. Then you decide if, if you want to hire me. Now, people say, well, what do you charge? I don't have a flat rate because not everybody, I don't go by your income. I go by what you need from me. So there's some guys that, you know, let's say after a divorce or, Sometimes young guys have low confidence and I got to work with them a little bit more on coaching. Sometimes I'll take them out and show them, you know, I don't go to bars. I'm not a wing woman. I don't believe in all that stuff. I don't have to listen. You can't teach. You can't teach someone to be a flirt or jerk. Yeah. Sorry. You know what I mean? It, There's it, books written on that too. Yeah. Huh? I mean, a guy like, listen, if a guy, but you, you, you ask the person is who he is. Also, that's right. you just want to make that, him exactly. not but another you, person, the best that he is. Yeah, dude, yeah. I can't take, I'm not comfortable right. to, I wouldn't be comfortable to, sitting on a bar stool and <coughs> flirting with some guy, some stranger I didn't know. I'm not comfortable with that. Right. And I'm very sociable. I'm very outgoing. People always say, you put you on a bar stool and you like muzzle. I go, yeah, because I'm not comfortable. Right. So how do you take a guy and make him go do that? Right. So that's why he wants to hire me to help him. But he doesn't want to sit on, like go and flirt with a woman. He's not comfortable. That's not his, his DNA. Okay. You can't, and, and, and women don't always love that. By giving him confidence and dressing him the part, yeah. that's enough. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to flirt. Doesn't need to, you know. So that's where the lifestyle comes in. That's it. So that's the that's the really the most important thing about matchmaking is you have to coach because there's nobody 100%. coming to you like you can't just say okay I'm going to put you on a date. You don't need me to put you on a date. Mm-hmm. You want me to do the whole thing for you. How long does somebody stay with you? Like, is there, if I hire you, how long? Do you work with me until I need somebody? Is there a time? Well, is I there... usually do a contract like a one year. One year, okay. One okay. year. Yeah, yeah, wow. one year. I mean, what's one year? It's, it's you know, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have such a large database and I know so many that, people. That was my next question. Yeah. How, how, does it, how do you accrue? Because especially if you're dealing mostly with the men, you must yeah. have a, a Tons list of, of women, women also. So how does, what, what do you accrue that information okay. from? Well, first of all, women always come to me because everybody knows I have the best men. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a reputation. I do. I do. I have the best men. And if they didn't come in being the best, by the time I coach them and fix them and do, that's awesome. they're the best. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. And you Nick know? is going to be on her list very yes. shortly. Yeah. Guys, so. No, I'm already Please on call the list. 1 800 helper. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and it's comfortable. And, and so they, let's say, for instance, as I'm, in, like, as I'm having this call, I'm, I'm like going through, okay, this one. This one's mm. good. This, you know, I have, I have. But women come to you and say, you know, keep me, keep me in mind, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I'm gonna fix her, if I fix up anybody with the man, mm-hmm. she has to come for consultation. If right. I don't know oh, her. That, okay, good. Yeah, point. if I don't know her. So, so yeah, do you yeah. do the same process for 
for the woman. Yeah, but, but you work mostly with the men. Yeah. And then the woman comes to meet you. Yeah. And you're like, the coaching is more the man. The the matchmaking is more the woman type. <coughs> no, it, the woman can't. For instance, if I know somebody that's perfect for Nick, mm-hmm. but I know her like 20 years, she doesn't have to come see me. I could do it, you know, by email, by phone with mm-hmm. her. I know her. But if somebody comes to me and says, I want to meet somebody, mm-hmm. I say, okay, you can come in for consultation. And when right. I have somebody, okay. I'll introduce Do you. they also pay the women the same as women? No, I, I, I used to work with women. I, um, it was just, it's, it's harder. a lot. Yeah, much harder. The, the, listen, <laughs> it, it, it's, we didn't say it. <laughs> it. It is. It was really hard, and I found it very, very, very much harder for, for many reasons. Man, it's a business. Okay. They respect you. They they know it's the six o'clock. It's over or seven o'clock. It's a women would call me at eleven o'clock at night, and you know I want to talk about my daughter. I'm like I'm not your therapist. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's when I realized your job ends at the yeah, or they want to be your friend. I could see as being best friends. And when I say, listen, I don't have time. I barely have time for my own friends. Yeah. You know, I get called bipolar. Like so, it was nasty. Yeah. It was nasty. It was really. How many nasty. typical men do you do you deal with in a year? Oh, every year it's, it's different. You know, like I told you, this year is really busy because now I'm getting people asking me to help them first come off the online. So I'm like yeah. a rehab right now. Yeah. Now I'm but like a lifestyle it, rehab It becomes ad- addictive. Like I said, the, my is. friends are on it. They yeah. go on it. They go off, off and on, off and on because it's so easy. Swipe, swipe, left, date, and that's it. Right. And, it, and, and what it is is it's a picture. So, you know, I always tell people, always ask me, well, do you send pictures? I try not to. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I try not to, and especially in the same city. It, Wait, before we date? Well, no, first of all, when I, when I send you, let's say I have a candidate, a, a woman for you, okay? So I send you everything about her, and I describe her, okay? The same thing for her, okay? Now, the thing is, if I send pictures, then it's not a discreet business anymore. Good point. Do you understand? Yes. She sends her picture to someone who, and maybe it ends up in your way somehow down the road mm-hmm. and then do you understand mm-hmm. it's, it's it takes away that dis- discretion of but what, if, what I when you plan the date i see a picture before no you until like, i get to the restaurant no, 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 no. I, I, okay sometimes if it's got if it's somebody <coughs> from another city or the guy really has to see the picture maybe yes maybe no. as long as the girl sa- the woman says okay, okay okay but i try to really not focus on the picture because that's they that's online mm, dating that's online. I prefer, and what I tell people, which is the best thing to do, is speak on the phone. And once you speak on the phone and you have like this thing, then send each other pictures. I don't have a problem with that. Wow, that's... You know, you don't get a last name, you get a first name. So you can't Google and ask. That's, that's amazing you do all that. That's, yeah. I think that's, that goes really that beyond gives, yeah, privacy. And privacy. And... Well, that's why they're... That, that to me, like wow. I'm a private person. And if I'm not private, you know... And my client, like, so the men will just do it themselves. And the dating, the actual dating process often starts off that way, talking on the phone yeah, for, it, not happen. like a blind date. No, poop. no, 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 no. There's no, I mean, no, that's absolutely not <laughs> going to happen. What happens is you get a description and then you speak on the phone. Like you say, oh, that sounds good. And she says, oh, that sounds well, good. I think what's really interesting. The and fact and, that and, you I, yeah, and yeah. I have to tell you that my success rate is very high because it's, it's, each per- person's profile is real. So like, for instance, if you, if I know you're shy, I'll let her know that there's a shyness 
Yeah. Uh, right, so that she's not expecting this guy to show up trying to be a clown, and he's so uncomfortable because yeah. he, 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 and yeah, then he starts babbling. Wow. He doesn't even know what he's saying. Right. And the same thing for a woman. So if I say to you, listen, she could be a little bit shy at the beginning, you know, yeah. make her feel warm and what, you know, wow, like, that's, yeah. Because it allows the other person Well, yeah, because online well. dating, you have no, you expect, you know, online dating, the guy puts a picture, she puts a picture, everybody shows up thinking the person, what kind of, you don't know someone's personality. Do you work with younger people also? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. 22 year olds and. Yeah, I yeah. have a, I just fixed up a couple this weekend. 20, she's 20, 23. They're right. both very mature. Mm -hmm. wow. Now, another thing is why, you know, when people say to me, like, he's such a good looking guy, why does he need you? It's nothing about the looks. Right. Do you understand? I say people come to me because they want to be discreet, they want quality, and they also want everything. Right. They want to make sure that I can't make chemistry. That, that, that's right. That's Nobody true. can make chemistry. Yeah, right. Only you two can make yeah, chemistry. Right. So you could be the perfect match. And I've had this where I've fixed up people like, let's say, five, six years ago. And they're like, no, timing's everything. Timing's everything. Yes, I agree. They found each other again. They, they're married. Like they say, to be good on paper and then. No, it's timing. Right. Like, everything in life is timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have religion issues too, right? You have so, people at a certain age. They say, I want to marry into my religion. I want to marry into my religion. They marry into the religion. They get divorced. And then they come back and they're open right. to anything. Right. You know? So that's a big change. You know, how people change. Or you'll have somebody who was married, has kids, and says, you know, I don't want anybody with small kids. I don't want them. I don't want And then you're always finding people with no small kids. And then one day they call you up and say, oh, I found a girl. She has small kids. I'm thinking, okay, but you didn't want small kids. Yeah, right. You see, so it's like sometimes yeah. you have to, like people do change their mind, and that's okay. That's okay, yeah. Because you know what your I'm because your contracts in, usually you said is a year. Yeah. And when someone starts to date, you still you're still there to help them oh, coach them yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, through yeah, the dating yeah. and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because my business is very personal. Right. You know, I, I'm a and I'm a boutique matchmaker. Right. I don't take on right. every single person, otherwise they couldn't get the attention. Right. And I can't hire people, like most other people do. They hire people, but. They don't have what I have. I'm the one with the gift. You can't teach somebody the That's gift. Do you understand? So they want to come to you. In order for me to be able to work with you on you all your needs. Yeah, it would be a good show, the matchmaker, the matchmaker's apprentice. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, there's so many things. Like I, I just you know, I, I just did a, a seminar with three or four guys this week. And I like their stories were incredible. And they're like, God, I, I'm gonna hire you. But they wouldn't have hired me before because, like, I don't need a matchmaker. I have online, but this online, and also you don't need just have online. You have your wife's friends. She she sees her her best friend as the best thing in sliced bread, yeah. but she doesn't sleep with her best friend, and she doesn't live with her best yeah. friend, and she doesn't know the other side when, of a best friend when she's in a relationship. You know, people That's say that to me all the time. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand. My girlfriend's so beautiful and she can't find a guy. I said, well, send her to me. I'll tell her why. <laughs> <laughs> you must have a lot of women who like walk out of the office mad. Does it happen? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I actually have women that don't want to leave my office. They just want to keep talking to me. And that's fine too. I don't have a problem with that. I, I enjoy my, I, I love what I do. I love people and I love helping people. And I like the fact that I could sometimes just tweak a little thing on yeah, somebody. You know? But you don't hesitate to call them out on something, do you? No, like I, here, I had a very successful guy come to me uh, last year. He had everything. Businesses, homes, cars, name it. And he was missing like 
a front, almost like a front tooth. <laughs> now, when I brought it up to him, he thought I was like, he's like, it doesn't matter. I go, well, yeah, it matters. Like, I mean, it's all the back tooth, it's the front tooth. I mean, these are little things. Well, did, I don't have to fix it. Well, no, he, he he didn't want to spend the money on the tooth. I'm like, I'll get you a deal on the tooth. Like, I, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll buy him a tooth. Yeah, yeah, I'll do anything to get you the tooth. And like, everybody's like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm thinking like, he wouldn't get a tooth. I go, no, he wouldn't get a tooth. And like, I'm thinking, these are things that people, when you meet somebody, it's so important. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're especially you're living, you're you're in a visual world. Yeah, Everything absolutely. is 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 this. Oh, picture. Oh, ooh. His teeth are green. Oh, her hair. You know, you're, you're you're judging. So instead of being rejected, which is a main issue today of people being rejected. Okay. I mean, I worked with people that were pretty close to to the end of their life, and because of rejection. Yeah being, you know, a, a certain culture, you know, I, I happen to work with Muslim men. I ha think they're the, one of the nicest men to ever work with. And when you hear on TV that, or people say, oh, I would never go with a Muslim man because he's like this. I'm like, it's not true, you know? Just, uh... So they're rejected over and over and over and over. How much rejection can anybody take? I mean, I've had guys where I've introduced them and the girl, you know, there was no chemistry. I mean, they had a good time, but it just didn't work out. He liked her. And he's mad at me because she doesn't like him. I can't make someone like you. I mean, I told you. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And at the beginning, it was really scary. Like, so it's kind of your fault that it didn't work it, out. It was my, and, 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 and abusive language. And I'm like, hey. Thank huh? God. Like, that's yeah, like, that's, for his money back? No, but like some of them go like, because they can't handle the rejection. So that's a red flag. I'm right. like, hey, you, you better get used to the world. I mean, you know, I mean, I was a salesperson. I mean, you call people, they're like, no, no, no. And then one day they say, yes, that's the way, that's the, way the world works. You can't take everybody because they don't like you. That's why social media is, is awful for people's yeah. self-esteem. Well, but people look at the likes, 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 likes. So it's, you, you also Yeah, or followers. I mean, right. seriously. I mean, I, I met this girl. She had 40,000 followers. So they were, she was sitting beside us in a restaurant. So my partner says, well, how many of them are your... Because she's a hairdresser and an esthetician. So he asked her, how many of them are your clients? So she said, three. And my, and so my, my, partner, my partner says to her, well, maybe you should get off your, your, your Instagram. It's obviously not yeah. doing anything. Do you understand? But that's what people are, are, are also comparing this, to, or, yeah, or. being liked. If you don't, if you post something and people don't like it, then they feel insecure, mm -hmm. and that's the hard part. Wow. Yeah, and you're being rejected. You feel that you're being rejected, but you're not. You have listen, for, for, listen. There's people that like you, and there's people that don't like you. Okay, and there's people that they love your picture, but they will never like it. They they, they don't yeah. want you to. Do yeah, they want to hurt true. you? Because that's their own insecurity. People always ask me, how come you don't use that much Facebook? And I'm, not, I'm really not into that stuff. First of all, my clients really don't hang up, you know, look for a matchmaker on Facebook or Instagram. And second of all, I don't really have the, the time for it. It doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. I actually know so many people that are on these social things, and I know their life is really not what they're posting. Yeah, so that's... that kind of gives me anxiety for them. So you, you know them and you see their life? Yeah, they, or they come to see me and I'm saying like, well, you just posted how fabulous. I'm like, why are you, you know? Yeah, and, and, and to me, it's anxiety. It's I, feel bad, I feel bad for them, but I think like, I have no time for this anxiety. People have to go places and post and, 
I'm here and I'm there, I'm eating this. Really? No, I mean, it's, and then you, and the, the, the crazy part is, you see people go to work, like they fell out of bed. Do you understand? I mean, you see people come to work, their hair's dirty, or there's no make, and I say like, how can you go to work like that? You know, you look like you fell out of bed. Oh, I have no time to, I didn't have time to wash my hair. Well, get off your social media. It, it's an addiction. Oh yeah, it is. Big it's time. an addiction that's causing so many, so much negativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mother ran a business. She never went to work without her hair clean. So this social media, yes. right? As soon as they have any free time, I mean, you go out for lunch. Like I remember going out for lunch, you know, in the eighties, we all sat there laughing, talking for an hour, the greatest lunch hour. Now you go out, you see people in restaurants and lunch, they're just, all they're doing yeah. is this, this, eating and look. There's no downtime. There's no time to think. There's no time to be quiet, you know? Think good thoughts, you know? It's all, it, no, because you're looking at seeing what somebody else is doing and that causes a lot of anxiety. So imagine do, doing this online dating, finally saying, oh, this is the perfect person. You go meet them. And they're nothing like their picture because the picture is someone else's picture, which I've heard many stories. <laughs> That's like pretty... that. Yeah, but you're going to get caught. Or people say to me, well, people lie about their age. Okay, it's okay. To, I, you know, I don't have a problem because some people have a stigma. You know, they get divorced. Right away, they want to be with a younger person. But you're, you're not compatible. Yeah. Do you understand? So sometimes, you know, there's, is there really a big difference between a 48-year-old and a 50-year-old? No. Yeah. You know? Like, you have to kind of let... But age has nothing to do with maturity either in some cases. No, and absolutely not. I, I have guys in their 20s that are more mature than guys in their 50s. Wow. So it has nothing to do with mature level. So, Susan, where can people find you? Well, they can email me. I mean, I have a uh, website. Where, where's your website? So we're going to put it in the description box. Okay, it's Susan Alper Connections. Okay. And my email, my personal... Susan Alper Connections, one word? Yeah, well, Susan, Susan Alper, Alper Connections. Connections. Yeah, okay. and my... My uh, email is personal, so okay. everything comes only to me. Okay. Is Susan at SusanAlper.com. Susan at SusanAlper.com. We're going to put it Susan, in the Susan, Susan at SusanAlper.com. Yeah. So we'll put and that's that private, so it only okay. comes to me. Okay. You know, so people know that because that's a, you know, that's why I don't have a, a receptionist anymore because nobody wants to call leave right, me. Right, right. It's, a, well, it's, a, it's a discreet business. I want to keep it discreet. For sure. Do you understand? So if someone's coming to me with an issue, it's, it's between me and that person. So. Awesome, guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming. That Thank was you for coming on, Susan. Thank you. You got another client. Okay. We're going to talk later. <laughs> you should give her a call also. <laughs> yeah, Evie too needs somebody. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Have the Balls to Talk About It. We'll put all of Susan's um, contacts in the description box as well as... Uh, leave us in the comment if you have any questions, any comments, suggestions, suggestions. for guests or shows. Yeah, and I want to thank you guys for watching. And remember, have the balls to talk about it. You get to hit the balls. Oh, you get the, you the, get the magic balls today. <laughs> 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 Give me that number.